In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was given 6 to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in May of 2022. My name is Donna Blanchard, and while we recognize that Mickey is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Welcome, Mickey Weems. Howdy, everybody. (laughs) How are you doing right now? How are you... What are you feeling? Contemplative. Okay. Do you care to elaborate? Uh, just, just a feeling. So you may be getting like, um, like deep thoughts for me this time. So. Okay. Well, we're open for that. We love your deep thoughts. I think what you may think are shallow thoughts are pretty deep for the rest of <laughs> us. If you think you're just getting deep now, how, how are you feeling physically? Physically good. Uh, this is there. There's a lull in the pain right now. Uh, I, I still, I, it's still there, but it's in the background and it, it's like a couple of weeks. I, I know that I've expressed to you all when I'm really, really uncomfortable. This is not one of those times. I'm doing pretty well. Okay, good. Do you sleep a full night? No. Well, I wondered about that. Tell, t- would you mind sharing your sleep pattern? Well, it usually breaks up. Um, what really helps is for me to catheterize it first to make sure that the urine in my bladder is as low as possible. That'll help me get at least a couple hours, sometimes four hours in a row, if I'm lucky. Um, I'll take ibuprofen, that really does help, um, or Tylenol Extra Strength. And if I really feel the need to sleep, I'll I'll, I'll drop an Ambien. I'm trying to limit the intake of that because I heard that that can affect your your thought processes. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, I, I had a terrible experience with Ambien. That's, that's a potent drug. Um, what kind of bed do you sleep on? Um, it's a, um, I guess a twin. Um, and then I share it with Kit Kat. <laughs> oh, are, are you, uh, is it best? I mean, I don't know if this is something you think about or you changed a firm mattress, a memory foam, soft and squishy. This kind of memory foam like. Oh, okay. Has that has your taste in mattress changed since you've been going through this? Not, not really. It's it's about the same. Oh. It it just feels incredibly good sometimes to lie down, and that's that's a problem, because then it becomes a lot easier just to stay laying down instead of getting up and doing things. Yeah. But it's a twin bed that you are also sharing with a cat. So there's some motivation to get up and get there some space too. <laughs> Although it's hard with, like, if you have a warm fuzzy cuddled up next to you, it's difficult to walk away from that. <clears throat> and you said you, uh, you take your disco naps and your cat naps regularly. How many uh, on an average day, not your disco nights, but on an average day, how many hours are you awake? Let me think about that. I would guess seven hours. Oh, okay. And I don't imagine you're spending it uh, in front of the television. Mostly playing on Twitter and Facebook. Um, this morning, of course, I was I was conversing with uh, my artist to get that final cop to get that final uh, version out of the of the cover of a comic book. Um, so that was like three hours in a row, but that's typically unusual for me to have that much, you know, that, that kind of concentrated effort. Mm. 
were you ever well you've written a lot of academic papers you have to have yes. had long periods of time in front of a computer in your life uh has that transition been different difficult for you um there was a time when I was an undergrad, when I was working on my bachelor's degree, I was initially a math major. And I went, I was troubled about something. I went to the counselor, right? Our student counselor was a wonderful woman. Um, and I asked her, is, did, did something happen to me when I was in Alabama going to high school? Did that cause my ability to think to be like uh, truncated? Did it hurt me? because I just couldn't seem to get myself to do the math work anymore. And what, what she told me was, no, she said, you really don't want to be in math. This is a school counselor? A college counselor at Berea College. How insightful. Yeah, she, she was great. She, she's, she, well, like I said, she's a wonderful person. She said, then what would you actually really like to do? And I thought, I'd like to study religion, but they don't have that here at the small private school, Berea College. Uh, the nearest they had was philosophy. So I became a philosophy major, which was awesome. And it was exactly what I needed. And that it helped shape the way I think now. That, that is, you are so lucky to have had that counselor. Mm-hmm. Someone who, who got it like that. So I, now do you feel, you know what, I know people who don't have cancer, who feel a lot of pressure to make the most of every day and feel guilty for <laughs> binging a show on Netflix. Do, do you feel that pressure? Not as much right now, because I realize that the things that I'm enthusiastic about, the comic book, they're causing real results or they have the potential to cause real results in the world. Um, academic papers, I have been working on those for years with more or less degrees of success and failure. And I no longer want to put in all of that effort for something that when, when, when you want to publish something, it has to go through a vetting process. And the vetting process can take a long time. I don't have that much time. So I'm not really, I've lost my interest in doing anything academic that I have not already written. Hmm. And I'm happier now because of that. And that's one reason why I'm going to start going out dancing more, because I honestly believe I am doing more good, not just for myself, but for everybody by doing that. If you had a day where what you felt like you wanted to do was binge the Queen's Gambit on (laughs) Netflix, would you allow yourself to do that or would you feel defeated? No, if I were going to learn something from it, yes. Okay, but there needs to be, there can't just be a zoning out thing for you. You've never um, been like that, have you? The only, the only time I zone out is when Noel and I watch um, uh, BattleBots, <laughs> which is so much fun. <laughs> I love BattleBots. It cracks me up. That- Farouk, Farouk <laughs> is the man. I, I I don't know that show at all, but I absolutely will take your word for it. I I and I mean I um uh, there's sometimes when I will beat myself up about wanting to just sit and zone out to something, but there are other times where I say fuck it, I need to watch the Great British Baking Show, and I don't eat bread. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even <laughs> eat the stuff that they're making, but 
they're kind to each other. They're in a beautiful place. They're passionate mm-hmm. about what they're, I get all kinds of good feels. I'm not really learning anything, but I'm soothing my soul when I do that. So you soothe your soul with battle bots and now I have to check it out. Yes. Um, <laughs> when Noel washes um, keeping up with the Kardashians, I, I, I pass on that one. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, but um, so um so the one thing that I learned, one, one thing that, that, was, that was given to me as a philosophy major was the Enchiridion. I don't know what you that all is. ever heard of this, but it was by a philosopher, a Stoic philosopher named Epictetus. He was a, he was in Rome and he was a slave and he was, um, he, he, he was disabled. But he was brilliant. And I have some quotes for you if you want them. Absolutely. Okay, so from the Enchiridion, which is the one document that collected his sayings, number 17. Remember that you are an actor in a drama of such a kind as the author chooses to make it. If short, a short one. If long, a long one. It is his pleasure you should act a poor man, a cripple, a governor, or a private person. See that you act it naturally. For this is your business, to act well the character assigned you. To choose it is another's. Well, as an actor, I think that uh, uh, hits me from two sides. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, that's a beautiful quote. That was well worth memorizing. Thank you. I have a couple more. I'm Uh, just going to throw them in there. I have never said no to a quote. Okay. And the reason (laughs) why, because I I just reread the Enchiridion and I realized, oh, my God. No wonder I think the way I do. It has been such a huge influence on me. Uh, number five from the Enchiridion. Men are disturbed not by things, but by principles and notions which they form concerning things. Death, for instance, is not, a ter- is not terrible, else it would have appeared so to Socrates. The terror consists in our notion of death that it is terrible. Uh, uh, I don't understand the reference to Socrates. To Socrates, while he was alive, he would have known? Socrates was a rabble-rouser. Socrates questioned everything. And as a consequence, um, he um, made the people in power angry. So what they did, they accused him of being, uh, um, of speaking out against the gods. And they sentenced him to death. And Socrates said, sure. Uh, They handed him a cup of hemlock, poison, and he drank it before his disciples with no fear at all. Okay. okay. So would you repeat that quote then with that? Sure. Men are disturbed, not by things, but by principles and notions which they form concerning things. Death, for instance is not terrible, else it would have appeared so to Socrates. But the terror consists in our notion of death that it is terrible. Thank you for both of those. Uh, Got a third one. Oh, okay, okay. One more, okay. Mm -hmm. Number 27. This was my favorite. This is the one that I, that I, those two I read to you because I didn't memorize them. But this one I've memorized. (laughs) As a mark is not set up for the sake of missing the aim, 
So neither does the nature of evil exist in the world. No, say that one again, please. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change the language a little bit. Okay. Okay, we do not set up a target for the sake of missing it. Okay. So on that basis of that thought that, you know, you set up a target in order to try to hit it, although you might miss, the nature of evil does not exist in the world. Because it's the missed target. Yeah, that's all it is. So because the, the Epictetus was constantly telling, don't judge others because you don't know what, what they've been through. Don't call them evil or bad or drunk or whatever. You don't know what their life has been. Yeah. I, um, I, I always like to think about that when I, um, instead of having road rage, yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know what is going on with that person's day. If they just cut me off, clearly they have to get somewhere faster than I do. That is very much in the Stoic philosophical tradition of, of uh, Epictetus. Yeah. Do um, uh, we have a question here? I'm not sure if this came from James or Susan uh, um, about the Encridian. The Encridian. Uh, uh, James or Susan, do you want to ask that? Whoever wrote it. Yeah, I can ask that. I wrote that. Okay. Um, I know that you were familiar with that uh, that book before your cancer diagnosis is that right i was wondering if that took on different meaning uh after uh your own kind of after you've received the news about prostate cancer uh the Encaridian? yes um actually it when i read it, it 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 taught me why i think the way that i do because i read the Encaridian as a young man and it, it has stuck with me all these years because the very first line says something to the effect of there are things you can change in life and things you cannot Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Just it, it, that sounds like such an interesting narrative to revisit over the years for for all of our lives, really. To you know those stoic principles. Mm-hmm. And I found it really applicable to me right now. And I thought, man, thank thank goodness, thank th- thank you, counselor. <laughs> Back when I was an undergrad, thank you for getting me out of being a math major into becoming a philosophy major because these words are a comfort to me now. The Enchiridion, I, I reread it a couple of nights ago and it was, it was, it, it brought joy. No, I used to have an app on my phone that actually I forgot about when I got a new phone. Now I want to get it. There's an app out there you can get in the app store that is um, a stoic quote a day. <laughs> so, and Fabulous. just, you know, usually there were a sentence or two. So you get, and then you get that time to reflect on it. I need to remember to, thanks for the reminder that <laughs> I need to spend some, it's really nice to spend some time in the morning on something like that. Um, you know, in the last episode, we started talking a little bit about ancestors and it began with a conversation about the club where you like to go dancing and dancing from your ancestors um let's let's expound on that a little bit more your ancestors how are you expressing your ancestors um I, i had expressed one time in one of the podcasts that when my parents died i wanted nothing material from them i wanted nothing from their estate because if i want to see what my parents have given me all i have to do is look in the mirror I feel so close to them right now. I feel so close to all of my ancestors right now. 
maybe because I'm I'm standing between both the worlds of life and death. Um, so um, ancestors are becoming not not necessarily important, but reality. At the very same time, because that 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 is such a lure for me. Just to, you know, go go sailing, take take the trip, go to the night, go to the other side, right? However you want to put that, but. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something I've been keeping to myself. I made a deal with the universe. And the deal was, because I'm, I would, I'm ready to leave right now. I'm ready to, to die, honestly. I, I, don't, I really don't want to wait. But I made a deal with the universe that as long as I was useful, as long as I, could, could, I was mobile, as long as I could dance, and as long as I could lift, I would stick around. And I also asked the universe, could you throw me some fun things on the way? And the universe has been going out of its way to just throw me all fantastic stuff, just beautiful stuff, just amazing stuff, just time and time and time again. It's, um, it's, almost, it's almost embarrassing, like, you know, okay, I didn't mean to be a baby and complain. Wow, or you, you are coming through for me. Or maybe I'll complain more if you're going to keep it up. Um, like the other day, I was walking up. There, there's the, the food trucks over at uh, Blaisdell. On Ward Avenue at the Blaisdell Center, food trucks show up on Wednesdays, and I always go down to the guys that make the tacos, and I get myself a burrito. But then I walk back, and um, when I was walking back, I was so tired, because it, it exhausts me to walk those two blocks. I'm exhausted. Carrying a burrito, I'm exhausted walking home, <laughs> and I just, oh, man, I started getting depressed when I looked up and here's this magnificent rainbow. But that wasn't, those are fairly normal here because this is Hawaii, right? Yeah. Perched right at the peak of the rainbow was the moon. Oh, and the moon is so huge right now. And I thought, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I can take a hint. (laughs) Yeah, I see you. I see you, universe. I see you talking to me. Yeah. And that's the thing you 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 see it. You're very open to it, and um, the, not that that is a placebo effect, but what you expect uh, is what you're more likely to see. Those burritos are really big, but I, <laughs> <laughs> well, the th- thing is, I didn't expect that rainbow. I did, it's, it's, it, was, it was a complete surprise, and the, the, the astonishment after astonishment have been sent my way. It's as if the universe is saying, uh, I posted somewhere else, I, I, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast, that I am, um, I am enamored with death, but life keeps on seducing me into sticking around. Oh, it's a love triangle. Yep, it's a love triangle, as, as Noelani uh, Arista said. I, I think I mentioned that last time. I, uh, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating, and I don't think I've, fully absorbed it i don't think i can absorb it right now but um i believe you (laughs) you said that you feel closer to your ancestors uh and i may be asking too big a question with a limited amount of time but we can always come back to this too sure um do you feel their presence in your life more so now all I have to do is call on them and I feel them. And it wasn't that way before? Is this new? I never really called on them. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay, well, do you feel like there is going to be, when you, 
when you do pass, that that relationship with them is going to be different than it can be now? Or what are your thoughts on that? Okay, the answer to that one, that's above my pay grade. Okay. Interesting. Remember I told you, I'll, I'll walk very carefully when I, when, when I, when I discuss the spirit world. I'm, I like to make sure that I stay in my lane. Yeah. Okay. That sounds healthy. My brain would start spinning, spinning, spinning. Well, what's that going to be like? What that? What's? What am I going to do when this happens? And um, so I, uh, I appreciate that. That's so healthy. Do you feel like there are? Um, l- let me say this. I want to give you time to think about this because we're probably going to have to go into the next episode with it. Do you feel like there okay. are? there are memories, stories, experiences with your ancestors that you need to heal now before you go. They'll let me know what I need. Um, I'm developing a very, very much uh, um, child parent thing with them. That's really trusting. Well, I got to feel, I suspect that maybe they're the ones that are sending me all this really cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I, I wonder, oh, is that, is that my grandmother doing this? Is that, is, that, is that somebody in the back sending that to me? Yeah. So you feel like, it sounds like you feel like you're in good hands. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's amazing. So, uh, okay, what I, what I would like to talk with you about in the next episode, because we really do have to go now, is what, your suggestion would be for people who don't feel that. Okay. I will do my best to try to give them something worth listening to. Okay. I know you will. Thank you so much, Mickey. Once again, I appreciate uh, how open you are with all of this and how much knowledge you've gained in your life. What a benefit that is to everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member. Music generously donated by Kainani Kahaunaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale. We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying.